The presented content does not provide or constitute medical, financial, or legal advice. The content is for information purposes only. Viewing or listening to the content does not constitute a physician-patient, dentist-patient, fiduciary-client, or attorney-client relationship. Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about your retirement accounts and taxes, what you need to know is jean Viev Lenz. jean Viev is a duly licensed integrated financial wealth advisor. She is currently one of the leading planners with the largest independent financial firm in the Mid-Atlantic, First Financial Group. As an advocate for her business clients and member of the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors, she has been educating the public since her role as a VP financial consultant at Charles Schwab in 2008. How are you doing today, jean Viev? Doing great. Thanks for having me on again, Jason. Glad to be here. Very good. I am looking forward to our conversation. Before we get started, jean Viev, for those that are joining us for the live webinar, uh, if you have any questions, type your questions in. Time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get your questions answered. So jean Viev, I'm going to turn it over to you. Your retirement accounts and taxes, what you need to know. Thank you. Thanks again, Jason. I am thrilled that I have the opportunity to talk to you as a group today, um, really retirement and taxes is just a small snippet of what you need to know. So today is just, like I would say, maybe 25%. Uh, I plan to be back later on this year. We'll be talking about other topics, social security, Medicare, um, anything else that's affecting you as you head to retirement. So stay tuned and look for those segments that are upcoming on the Knowledgeable Aging website. So for today, we're just focusing on some nuances in the retirement accounts some tax information you need to know, and we'll get started. So really, when we think about these subjects, hopefully everyone that's listening in today has some sort of plan, whether you've come up with it yourself, you're working with an advisor. We really want to take a look at putting risks out of your mind and taking certain risks off the table. So we'll talk about those today as a key point. Um, I love this slide because we're talking here about climbing up and down the retirement mountain. And I don't know who you are that's listening in today. We might have some 40, 50-year-olds on the call, uh, 60, 70, or even 80-year-olds. You're all going to be somewhere different on this mountain. And you might be in the accumulation phase. You might be in the distribution phase of your uh, retirement plan. So things are going to look different for each of you. But no matter where you are, if you're climbing the mountain or descending the mountain, as they say, you're going to be thinking about, or you should be thinking about, some of these key risks in the middle here. And those boxes, for those of you that are joining me without a screen, uh, the first one is mortality, right? That's a big one. You probably have an idea how long you're going to live if you look at your relatives, if you look at the longevity of your parents and grandparents. Some of us live well into our 90s. Other people, perhaps not so lucky. So a lot of your planning is going to be around how long you expect to live. Um, also, illness or injury. Right? We have a huge uh, bit of uh, information about how we can live longer, healthier. Um, a lot of people are working on their, their diets, their exercise, um, trying to prevent injury through uh, chiropractic care and exercise and all these things. So how much you do to mitigate that risk is really up to you. So that's, that's one that's in your control, right? The illness and injury in, a lot, in large respects, sometimes not, but mostly more in your control. Then the next one, which is volatility. We can't control that, right? We, we have some people that think volatility is their friend, some think it's their foe. Regardless of what your belief is, you need to have a plan to work on volatility so that it's not basically having you ride a roller coaster in your retirement years. Nobody wants to be on that uh, roller coaster where you see your assets going up and down uh, in huge volatile waves. The next one is tax deferred vehicles. 
once again, what that's when you can control, you can control how much you put in tax deferred vehicles, meaning not cars, but actually accounts. So things like an IRA, things like your 401k at work. Uh, if you work for the government, it would be a TSP. You have people uh, working for nonprofits that are with a 403b, all those different types of accounts um, and how they're managed is going to have a huge play on how you uh, descend the retirement mountain. And the last one is inflation. Once again, that's one we can't control, right? But yet you have to plan for this because we expect inflation to be increasing over your lifetime, like we've seen recently with some of the rising costs of food and some of the daily um, things we use, right? Phone, gas, housing, and so forth. All right, so longevity. We're gonna spend a tiny moment on this because it really has to be something that you've thought about. If your parents lived well into their 90s, it's likely that you will too. And it says right here on this slide, as a couple in today's world, 25% uh, is, you know, there's a good chance that 25% of you is gonna to live to the age of 93. Some of them maybe beyond. I just had a grandmother pass away. Uh, we dealt with her entire estate, her assets and everything as she was in her early 90s. And right before she died, she was uh, about two weeks, three weeks shy of her 95th birthday. So very long lifespan. I'm expecting that's gonna be the same for my parents and even for me if we can keep our health and our vitality strong. So after that, we're thinking, well, okay, my longevity is what it is, right? Whether I eat well and if I have good genes, but we all are gonna experience rising healthcare costs and the costs are rising fast. Okay, you may be experiencing that right now and listening in today. Um, if you're not, we want to start planning you know, with the assets you're putting away. What are you going to do to mitigate that risk later on in life? Um, a lot of statistics out there on this. They say once you reach the age of 65, you might be spending as much as a quarter million or more on health care uh, in the remainder of your life. And that's pretty that's a pretty strong statistic right now. So having good health, planning to have the right health care up until retirement, um, which would be around for most of us 65, 66, 67, and then doing substantial research to figure out what kind of Medicare plan, what kind of healthcare plan you should migrate to is also a resource that we have. So if you are interested in that, if you're thinking, okay, I'm in my 60s, I have to start planning for this, and you haven't tapped into that resource, let me know. There's a sheet and it can email it to you after today's presentation. I'm always always happy to share resources and education with anybody that asks. Um, money and taxes, that's really the bulk of where we're spending our time today. So I want you to think about how you're earning your money today. Is it coming in from earned income? Is it coming in from a business? Uh, do you have something that could be supplemental as you get to retirement age? Um, how much debt do you have, right? These are questions you're gonna wanna be asking yourself. Um, will the debt be gone by the time you retire? You plan to carry some of your debt into retirement. Um, really a key for anyone that's listening today, it doesn't really matter where you're saving, the key is just save. Save, save, save. Save in tax-deferred vehicles, save in tax-free vehicles, save in accounts, save with your advisor, and just put money away, okay? And that's really gonna be key because it's not necessarily the type of account you have, it's not necessarily whether you're buying Apple or Google stock or whether you're buying Exxon or Chevron or what mutual funds you have or what ETF, the goal is really about savings. And when we look at everyone's success, your success in retirement is gonna be highly driven on whether you're able to save and then a little bit about how you're working with those savings to get them in a more tax efficient manner with your advisor. 
right? So we're going to talk about some of these questions today, and some of them will resurface in future presentations because it's simply too much to try to talk to for just one presentation. So I hope you'll stay with Jason and Knowledgeable Aging and keep looking for those other segments. So here's some questions for you. If you were to retire, right, and you could be either investor A or investor B on this slide, they both retire with the same amount of money. Um, but investor A, they experience a 7% increase uh, and then a 27% increase on top of that the first 12 years in retirement. Investor B still experiences the first seven years, pretty good, 7% increase, but then unfortunately, they don't see the market in their favor. They experience a 13% decline uh, in the latter six years. And you can see just the sequence of returns, right? The sequence of volatility in the market how that puts these two individuals, which started at the same time with the same money and the same seven-year, you know, nice steady eddy uh, gain the first uh, six years, how it's left them, right? The one that had a continual gain with the market going up, um, you might think of that as like the 80s and 90s. Those were great, two phenomenal decades for investing. Well, then guess what happened? They experienced a 13% decline in years 12 through 18. And they still were doing really well. They still had a lot of money and longevity in their portfolio. But the one that experienced a 13% decline over a period of about six years and the market didn't do so well, they um, didn't fare so well, right? So even though they had a 27% gain after that, it wasn't enough to pull them out of the hole from the earlier declines. And there's a longevity of, of the money, right? We, we think about aging, we think about getting to your 80s and your 90s, you certainly don't want to outlive your money. So how you plan, how you manage volatility in your portfolio is really going to be something that you and your advisor are going to want to take a look at. All right, so quick note here, there is an article out, the Harvest Business Review did an article about the crisis and retirement planning. I have this in digital form. I have this in uh, printed form. If you want a copy of this article, please contact me or Jason. I'm happy to share it with you. Um, this is going to be key in helping you understand what's what's looming and what's ahead. So contact us for resources. Right. So key takeaway. This says on the slide key takeaway. So if you're taking notes today, and I strongly encourage you to do so, this is going to be something that you want to think about. Right. Your protection of your retirement assets. How is this set up? Okay. What sort of tax deferred account do you have? Right. That should be number one. Well, I have 401ks and I have them all over the place and maybe I need to consolidate them into IRAs and get a better handle on where they are. Um, and in those accounts, right, once you look at, okay, I've got two, three, four, whatever they are, how much amount of guaranteed income do you have? And I'm talking about guaranteed retirement income. We'll talk a little bit about that further down, down, down the pike. Um, and then basically have you taken key risks off the table, right? For, Every client that I speak to, it's important for them to understand how much is going to be in the market and, you know, uh, volatility is going to be there for you, I guarantee, uh, and how much is going to be in the market but have some kind of safety or guarantee or insurance wrapped around it. So you have basically at least two buckets. You have guaranteed income and you have other fluctuating income, but together they're going to be there for you throughout your retirement uh, period. So let's take a look. The retirement red zone, oh, I think I got ahead of myself here. The retirement red zone is there for everyone that's listening today and everyone that you know. And the red zone is essentially the five years prior to your retirement or when you decide to quit your job or sell your business um, and the five years immediately 
following, okay? So there's like a 10-year span. Those are the most critical years for you to be working with an advisor, for you to be seeking help, seeking knowledgeable aging advice from everything from Medicare to health insurance to long-term care to how do I want to live? Where's my house going to be? Do I have stairs in my house? Do I want to downsize? Um, you know, how are my accounts set up for taxation? All that kind of stuff. So if, if you're planning properly and you know that your plan's in good shape, you're going to focus on making it pretty, pretty secure during that 10-year span. So when you get older, you don't have to do a lot of the thinking, right? You don't want to have to think about this stuff when you're approaching 80 or 90 years old. And possibly it's too late then. So more takeaways, okay? Take some notes here. Get out your pen and paper or your, your iPad if you're taking notes on that. How are you going to protect your 401ks, your IRAs, even your life insurance from volatility at any age? Well, if you're still in your working years, one thing that you want to make sure you're doing is contributing enough to earn the full employer match, right? You want to get that free money. You want to get any money that your employee might be throwing your way and doing a match within your retirement plan, okay? And save as consistently as possible, right? If, if you're a 10% saver, try to move that up to 12 or maybe 15%. Try to challenge yourself every year. If you get a tax return, put some of that away in savings as opposed to spending all that tax return money. Number two, don't invest in earnings that are tax deferred and tax deferred accounts if you might need the money in the near future. Okay, I need a lot of people that keep stocking it away and stocking it away. And yes, they're using those tax deferred vehicles very efficiently with their employer. But then what happens if they're in their 50s and there's a major hiccup with their health? Or what happens if the roof needs repair? They haven't been saving money in a tax neutral account. Okay, then you're going to have to take it out. I met a 53 year old last week. And, you know, unfortunately, the spouse had cancer and they didn't have enough money saved to pay the hospital bills that started pouring in. Uh, although they even had good health care, it still wasn't enough. And 53 to 59 and a half, which is the age that you're allowed to take retirement money tax, um, basically without the 10 percent tax penalty, is six and a half years away. So, you know, they didn't want to take it out of there, but they were left with no choice. Right. Fifty nine and a half. You're allowed to take the money out. Of course, you have to pay taxes on everything that was tax deferred. But if you have to take it out earlier, guess what? You pay that 10% penalty. So we want you to help avoid that in being knowledgeable as to when you can take money out and saving on other types of accounts. And then number three, adjust your life insurance needs and reassess your goals as you get older. All right? You want to be taking a look at what your life insurance is looking like, whether it's term, whether it's whole life. And especially if it's a universal life policy, that's going to be critical. Um, the critical aspect of that is it might have more volatility in your life insurance than you're expecting. Um, you shouldn't have volatility in your life insurance. It should be there. Uh, and if you have the temporary kind or the term kind that's kind of rented, it may be time to see if you can move that to permanent life insurance. That becomes a tax-free asset later on in life, and you can even use it for your own health care. So we can teach you how to do that. We can give you information and education on that. So let us know after today's session if that's of interest to you. All right. So DYI, why do I have this here? The DYI, the do-it-yourselfers, those are the people that haven't engaged with an advisor yet, right? You need to have an advisor now more than ever to mitigate what's going on in today's world. It's getting really complicated. Uh, the government's changing. The Wall Street's changing. Taxes, inflation. Reach out and get help, even if it's not from me. Reach out to someone in your local area who you trust. 
Okay. And this is one of the reasons why DYI doesn't really work much anymore, right? The future income and keeping the practical in mind looks different for the boomers than it does for millennials, than it does for Gen Xers and you know other generations. Um, boomers basically have 40% uh, of their income coming from retirement and you know maybe 23% just coming from personal savings. And then there's a huge point that's maybe even employment income, right? This 21%, they're, they're working longer. You might want to work longer. You might actually want to work with um, some hobbies that you have. I have a client that uh, teaches skiing four months out of the year. So he gets paid to do the hobby that he likes. So statistics in the current environment, you need to think about these things. And I'm going to read them for you because they're very important, right? There's more U.S. households protecting their environment with annuities than ever before. And these are redesigned annuities. They are redesigned products that if you don't know about them, once again, I can educate you. I do presentations all the time. Um, those with protected income have a significantly improved retirement outlook. It means they're more confident, okay? If they know a portion of their uh, assets is guaranteed, they feel pretty good that they're gonna cover their, their housing expense, their food, you know, their gas and so forth. And the third one says, of those with protected income, 78% believe that their income will last their lifetime. That's a big number compared to only 41% of those who are unprotected. So what does that mean? That means 37% differential between if you have guaranteed income, you're gonna feel better about what your trajectory looks like, that you're not gonna outlive your money, that you can pay for healthcare and buy gifts for the grandkids, than only 41% that are unprotected. So that's a big number. Let's address that for you if that's a concern of yours. And then 60% of pre-retirees still don't have a source of protected income. So start thinking about those things, right? In your 40s, 50s, before you retire, figure out what it's gonna look like. Um, I say there's no such time as, as too early a time to plan. So we wanna be addressing for you uh, those things earlier rather than, than, rather than later, excuse me. Really important slide, and we're coming down to the end here in the last five minutes or so. I wanna make sure that you see this um, because I strive and some types of advisors strive to achieve better cash flow for um, clients after tax, right? So what does that mean? A lot of stuff on this slide. Um, do you have a fully integrated tax investment plan? That's either a yes or a no, right? You're either gonna have this or you're not. Um, your tax deferred assets are gonna be a lot of the things that we talked about, right? The IRAs and the 401ks and so forth. And most people are funding those and they're funding those fairly well. But a lot of times they're not thinking about the taxable asset bucket, which is the gold one in the middle, or the tax advantage assets, which is over here on the, the purple side. And we wanna make sure that whoever you're working with, right? Whether it's a CPA, whether it's an advisor, whoever you're working with is thinking about these three things. I know when I talk to clients, it's essential for me and it's essential for them to have a secure long-term retirement plan that we're looking at all of these buckets all the time, right? And maybe moving things from tax deferred when the taxes are historically low, right, like they are right now, right? Still Bush and Trump era taxes, they're gonna go up. We know that for a fact. Well, maybe it's a nice time to start converting that. Maybe you wanna move some of your blue bucket assets, okay? Those IRAs, 401ks, money you have out there, Pay the tax now and get it into the tax advantage bucket. What are those? Well, that's Roth IRAs, that's permanent life insurance. There are things there that we could be utilizing for you and you can utilize very efficiently. So you need to know what those are and you need to know how to utilize them. 
means your advisor and your CPA and yourself, right? It's like this little trifecta, you, your advisor, and your CPA should have a conversation about that. And it should be at least once a year, right? So I want to point that out as an essential element that you want to pay attention to. Take some notes, write that down. You can email me after today's presentation if I went a little fast or you have additional questions pertaining to your, your needs. Loss of a spouse or partner, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but we just want to say we want to make sure you have enough adequate estate planning, right? This is just a little aside. We want to make sure that you're thinking about estate planning. A lot of the things that you have, IRAs, life insurance, homes, second homes, should be titled in a certain way that they're protected not only for you, but that they're also protected for your spouse, depending on who goes first. And then, of course, children, grandchildren. You know, you didn't want this stuff to uh, be stuck in probate or to go to someone that you didn't designate. So a lot of changes going on that. That's a whole other segment of a presentation, but I wanted to at least give you a little snippet that estate planning and retirement accounts and taxes kind of all dovetail into the same wheel, okay? So define what matters to you is, is really where we're thinking big picture, right? You wanna think about your home, your lifestyle we talked about a little bit, your health, right, and your money. And all these things, if you're sitting down and talking to advisors, you're going to be addressing them almost like in a sequential order, right? Where do I want to live? How much does it cost? What kind of retirement accounts do I have? How are they taxed? What kind of health do I have? How much money do I have to save for that health care? And can I save it in a way that's tax efficient? So when I pull it out, maybe it's tax free to pay for my health care. That's something that a lot of people are curious about. Um, so we're not going to walk down that path, but I'm just giving you little snippets to have you think, to have you start jotting things down. What didn't I do? What do I have to do? What are things that I haven't even thought about before? And defining what matters to you is going to be where you start. And some of the things on here, like we mentioned, your home, your lifestyle, your health, your money, and the types of retirement accounts and taxation that you're facing are one of the big top five. Okay. Make your future a reality. My team and I are committed to helping through every aspect of retirement. And I can't say this for other advisors that are out in the world. Um, lots of times we meet people and I sat down with somebody about two, three weeks ago, 64 years old. He started combing through. We were doing a retirement plan for him. And out of the blue, he just said to me, gosh, I wish I met you 15 or 20 years ago. And that was a defining moment. And I actually hear that quite often. Sometimes it's 10 years, sometimes it's 20 years. But it's true, a lot of people are myopic. They're thinking just what's in those retirement accounts and they're thinking just, you know, what are they holding, right? What, how is it allocated as far as stocks, bonds, cash, and so forth? There's so much more to it. You know, if you're listening today, I urge you to, to take it upon yourself after today's call, email Jason for the resources that I can share, email me, um, because the, the retirement savings analysis doesn't cost anything, right? We can do income forecasting for our clients, it doesn't cost extra either, all right? The tax advantage asset positioning, that's something that should be included when you're talking to someone about your plan. Uh, state planning, reviews and changes. You know, we have a special group that does that for us, um, but your, your attorney should be able to do that for you as well. So just make sure that's getting done. Uh, so security, optimization and planning, huge, huge. That's a whole other segment that Jason and I will do later this year. What, what is social security optimization and planning? A lot of people don't even know that's a thing. They don't know that you can optimize your Social Security and the timing of it and when you take it and when your spouse takes it. Uh, so if that's something you haven't heard about or you're getting closer to wanting to take uh, that Social Security check, 
absolutely write it down, email me, contact Jason, we'll make sure you get the invite to the next presentation. And then tax efficiency and planning with your CPA, once again, I can only do so much by suggesting different types of accounts and why those accounts and why that life insurance, but a lot of it's gonna come from working with your CPA, with whoever does your, your tax planning, okay? And really what I said at the bottom here is true, regardless of how the stock market or economy is doing now or in the future, the goal is to make sure that you are prepared and protected. That's really what it comes down to. And that starts with you doing some planning. So we're gonna stop here and I'm gonna give you this. If you have the ability to take a screenshot or jot these seven do's and don'ts down, I would encourage you to do so um, because it really is a culmination of all these factors that's gonna have you be successful, right? So saving regularly, saving into the right buckets, not just uh, the retirement vehicles that we mentioned like 401ks and IRAs, saving into just a taxable account putting savings into a regular brokerage account that, yeah, it can be used for retirement, but it can also be used for healthcare. It can also be used for a house, right? Um, having a financial plan and reviewing it at least once a year, I can't urge you just to say uh, how important that is and avoid reacting to headlines. That's in here as well, because we're all turning on the news and every day it's like, well, buy some marijuana, buy some Bitcoin, buy some of this, buy some of that. You, know, you can do that. I'm not saying don't, don't have some play money and buy some of those things, but with play money, meaning smaller amounts, right? Whatever your play money amount is, some people that's five grand, some people it's 20 grand. Don't do it with your serious retirement money. Don't do it with the money that you need to have uh, be there for you later, later on during your retirement years. Have a conversation with your CPA. If you don't have a CPA, if you haven't worked with one for years, ask me, call Jason. We've got a whole plethora of people. We know people that are good. They don't cost a lot. They, in fact, are really efficient. Um, it doesn't have to cost a lot to have a CPA and have some of these tax efficiencies become part of your portfolio. And then review and update your estate plan. We just kind of snuck that in there today because how your plan is set up, obviously not only is your spouse and you're gonna have to deal with a little bit of taxes, right? But your heirs are going to have to deal with that. And we certainly don't want Uncle Sam taking any more than, than they need or deserve. So these seven do's or don'ts, please jot them down. Uh, if you don't have enough time to write them down, contact me and we will discuss them together. How does somebody know if they have the right account set up to help them with taxes? Okay, so that's a good question. It really comes down to making sure that you have, first of all, the tax deferred bucket and having a conversation about how much is in that bucket and then the embedded tax, right? So knowing at some point, let's just say a million dollars, that's not all your million dollars. You're gonna to have to pay some tax on that when you take it out. So you wanna have a conversation with your um, CPA and your advisor to say maybe sometime in your 50s and 60s, if you have a year where your income is down, uh, you're between careers, you, you have some wiggle room in your tax bracket, right? you want to start converting some of that money. So everybody should have at least an IRA and a Roth IRA. That's my belief. And then a third account, which would be a taxable bucket. And then fourth, if you want to add on to it, would be life insurance. So you have life insurance, a regular brokerage account, a Roth IRA, and a regular IRA. Those are, those are staples for all the clients that I work with. And then we can decide as we're planning, as we're looking at where the money is, how much should be flowing into one bucket or out of the other bucket for tax efficiency today but also tax efficiency long-term. Yeah. So, Jean-Vivre, you mentioned the, the individual, the financial advisor, and their CPA. So, you, I think it was once per year, but is there any communication or is there any relationship that maybe the financial advisor and the CPA have 
as it pertains to you and the individual, or is that just a once a year type, let's get together and, and kind of see where we are, what's changed in our life? Um, no, that's actually more of a regular. So you do taxes every year, right? I'm assuming everybody has to file taxes. So typically throughout the year, you're going to want to be talking to your CPA once or twice a year, other than okay. just tax time, right? Because if you're adding money to these buckets, um, you don't really necessarily know, well, should I be putting more into my Roth bucket, which is tax now versus the tax later bucket, right? And all my clients usually start talking to their CPAs December, January, February, like right before tax season to say, hey, um, I'm thinking of doing this. I'm, you know, you want to just have a conversation about what you're thinking about doing, at other cash that's sitting on the sideline uh, and things that you can do with it. And then when you actually are preparing your taxes and you see what the AGI is, right, your adjusted gross income, and you see where you are in your bracket, then you can start to drill down even more and say, okay, it's, it's better to put more money in my SEP IRA this year. Right? I had a client whose CPA called me and said, He's going to either owe a boatload of tax or when you have to put away 51000 into his SEP IRA this year. Great. The CPA actually told me what was the magic number. Gotcha. Another CPA called me and he said, well, this client can convert from his regular IRA to a Roth. And I think a conversion amount would be 8500 this year. Once again, it was the CPA telling me and the client based on the taxes and where they are, what that magic number is. So for everybody, that's going to, that's going to be different. Very good. Uh, last question. Somebody asked about Social Security and taxes. What do I need to know if I want to continue working, Javier? Okay, so it's interesting. I, I did mean what I said earlier. I want everybody to know that we will do a Social Security and, and yep. you know, investment uh, discussion. So be, just keep in mind, you don't want to keep working and claim Social Security because then your Social Security is going to be heavily taxed, right? So there's a scale, and that's a slide that I didn't include in today's presentation. Um, if you retire after your full retirement age, so that could be 66 or 67, um, then you take Social Security and that's your full retirement age, you can continue to work and there's not, a, there's not a significant amount of tax. If you take it under that age, then yes, your Social Security, it might not even be worth taking it because they'll end up taxing it more heavily. So that's, that's a nuance that we want to discuss. It's per in, where the individual is. There's not a one size fits all, um, but it's definitely something that you're going to want to stay on top of on whether you decide to take it and keep working or take it and stop working. Everyone's different. Get educated on what's best for you. Excellent. Well, Jean-Viev, how can people find you? Uh, great. So here we go on, the, on this slide here. If you have more questions, if you'd like to have a review, complimentary one-on-one, -on -one, just a phone conversation, there's no such thing as a bad question. And I do <laughs> not bite, okay? I really mean what I say. I will spend... 30 minutes of my free time or give you my free time just to make sure that you have the resources that you need. So uh, I can be reached at 571-375-8040. That's 571-375-8040. And then my email is listed here. And like I said during the presentation, if you email me and you want to get the resources that I mentioned during the presentation, I'll be happy to send them to you and you don't even have to meet with me. Just get the resources and, and do whatever you'd like with them. But my mission is really to provide education, education, and customized solutions for everybody that needs it. Because heaven knows we're not we're not always fed education. We're we're fed sales, right? Somebody's trying to sell you something without giving you the education as to why or why not it's best for you. Javier, if you don't mind, if you could uh, spell out your email for those that are going to be listening on our podcast. Sure, please. it's Genevieve. So it's spelled J-E-N-E-V-I-E-V-E -E 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 dot lens L-E-N-Z. So that's Larry Edward Nancy Zebra 
at ffgadvisors, frankfrankgeorgeadvisors.com, okay? And just so a little sidebar, uh, I'd go by Genevieve or Genevieve because I'm bilingual. I speak French and English, so there's no wrong pronunciation of my name. Please don't think if you're going to call me, you'll pronounce my name wrong because I answer to to a lot of things. <laughs> Excellent. Well, really good stuff. Once again, we'll we'll have a conversation about the follow-up webinar. Um, encourage everybody to, if, if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, go to our website, subscribe to that. It'll update you on what's going on in the future. As far as our archive webinars and upcoming, you can go to knowledgeableaging.com. You can see all of the content there, or you can go to YouTube. Go into YouTube, type in Knowledgeable Aging. Encourage you to subscribe. We update that four to five times per week. If podcasts are your thing, you can go to Spotify, Apple Tunes, et cetera. Until next time, I'm your host, Jason Kotar, and this is Knowledgeable Aging. 